What's up, Husker Nation? This is Carlon Jones, Class 2024. I'm signing in with the boys down bad. All right, this is the Boys Down Bad podcast, and we are super excited to welcome on one of the newest Nebraska football commits, Carlin Jones, to the pod. Carlin, welcome on, man. Hey, we appreciate doing, you coming on, dude. This is awesome. Um, all right, Carlin, what has life been like since you committed to Nebraska? Has it just been insane? I mean, yeah, the fans is crazy. It was like a lot of love, and Coach Knighton was really excited the night I had told him I said I want to come to Nebraska. So it's been it's been real love, man. I can't wait to get up there. I've been already talking about it. I was like, man, I'm just ready for this whole senior year to get over with. What has the impact of Husker Nation been on you so far? Have they just been blowing you up? Honestly, yeah. The post got like 600K views out of it when I committed. So, yeah, <laughs> it was a big blow up, honestly. <laughs> Husker Nation is huge on Twitter and super, super cool to see. Um, we like to start at the beginning kind of with our recruits that we talked to. Um, growing up, was it always football for you down in Texas? Yeah, that's basically, I started real young. I was like seven or eight and my dad got me into football. Oh, well, I think I was, yeah, six then. Did you play any other sports? Uh, I played basketball, football, and, uh, my senior, well, yeah, I played track this year. Oh, nice. Was there a certain moment when you kind of knew, you know, football was the route you want to go, wanted to go down or did you just always know that was what you wanted to do? Honestly, uh, I thought I was going to be uh, in the NBA. I used to be like, yeah, I'm a basketball player. I love basketball. But my freshman year is when I realized football was the route for me to go. Absolutely. That's awesome. So we've talked to a lot of guys from Texas. What is Texas high school football like been for you? And then are there certain like rivalries that kind of just like mean more that you really like look forward to? Yeah, we have a rivalry. It's with El Campo and they uh Texas A&M just got Ruben Owens. He he was our rivalry. He was a good running back in El Campo. And it was a good game when we faced him. But yeah, Texas football, we're big over here. I in my eyes, I believe this is the best football in this like in the whole United States. You can get out of it. That's what I believe. Our game's just like crazy down there. Yes. It's all it's it's always a good competition game because it's it's never really a weak opponent. I mean, it's always gonna be some weak opponents everywhere. But it's always going to be a battle. The, our whole district, it was a good battle, but we ended up finishing second, though. Gotcha. And, we were play, and we were predicted to be last, but now we're predicted to be second this year. But we're trying to be district champs this year, be undefeated this whole season. There we go. We love to hear that. <laughs> so kind of talking about high school or Texas high school football, other than like the talent, because we know there's going to be just a ton of talent. Is it just like the environment is like the community that just gets behind it that it's so crazy? Or like other than just like, skill set what's kind of goes into it that makes it so big that makes texas football so big or my just my school in general uh just like texas in general texas in general i mean it's just that's what mostly everyone cares about usually i mean i mean people like basketball down here in texas but i don't i i've never really just saw people just go crazy over it you know it's just it's just Texas is just football, honestly. I don't even know what makes it. It takes it so big around, so it's football everywhere. Dallas, you got Duncanville, you got North Shore. So it's so many big names, big school names that everyone's bought in around football around here. So, and the population's so big in Texas. So, yeah, that's just. Are there are, are there a lot of dogs in your district going D1? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, we're a 4A Division One, but yeah, yeah, we have a couple of D1 players that we had one of our players go to Gremlin, and he was a dog. He always made me better. I was always going against him. His name's Zamarian uh, Brian. He was real, he was a dog. And Ollie, his name, Oliver Miles, he's in El Campo, and he committed to Texas, Texas Tech, I think. So, yeah, it's some good competition over here. And we got another guy that's in our district. He committed to Cal. He's a three-star running back from Stafford. There you go. So, this is constant competition. So, what would you say is, like, your favorite part or, like, the best part about playing D-line? And then what's the hardest part and maybe, like, the not-so-fun part about playing D-line? The fun part is being able to be physical. It's never a, a play where you don't get action. You know, safeties will be like, they'll just constantly drop back in the coverage say, oh, I might get a pick here or I might be able to cover somebody here, make a tackle here. D-line, you're always engaging with someone, so it's not a boring part of the game. So that's it's always fun and intense in the, in the trenches, you know? For sure. What's the kind of the most important trait um, or skill set that you think uh, D lineman needs to have in order to be successful. You have to be versatile. You can't just, I can't say names obviously, but I was in a camp and, you know, as we're D lineman, when we're in our group, we're always getting along. We're going to talk. And I, I, I try to help people as much as I can. I'm saying, Oh, you got to work a different move, man. You, you can't just bull rush. You know, you got to show skill. He said, I only know how to stop the run. I said, that's not how it is. You got to be able to pass rush and stop the run. You got to be versatile. You can't just bull rush and use your strength because there's going to come one lineman one day that's going to be stronger than you and going to throw you down. So when there's a strong uh, old lineman, you have to use versatility. You have to use finesse and stuff like that. So that's what I would say as a D lineman, you have to be versatile. You just can't work one move and just call it a day. You have a, a special move. Like, do you have a go-to move when you're uh, when you're bull rushing? Oh, bull rushing, a long arm, okay. a strong long arm. I catch them off guard, though. I make sure to catch them off guard. I make sure to run up, take a couple of jabs, make them think I'm using finesse, and I just strike them in their chest, and they fall back every time. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. So, obviously, you're a four-star, you know, defensive lineman. Is there something that in your game that you feel like really elevates you, like, above other <laughs> I guess, what is that trait? Versatility. Being able to work everything. When I train, I make sure to practice power, violent get-offs, um, different handwork and different finesse because you got to be able to move as a D-lineman. You just can't be staggered, staying in one place. you got to get to the ball and get around O-lineman because the linemen are a lot slower than us, so you have to move as a D-lineman. For sure. All right, let's talk a little bit about Nebraska now. Can you take us through your commitment story and how you got to be a Husker? It's a long story because <laughs> when they first offered me, I did not think I was going to go there at all. I was like, I'm not going to Nebraska. I don't believe I will. And then I was convinced. Uh, my dad just told me, he said, we're just going to take an official visit up there and we're going to see how you like it. So in the month of June, we set me up for June 2nd through the 4th. And then Coach Knighton had came to my school. He came and talked to me. He seemed like a cool, genuine guy, but I still wasn't convinced yet. Because obviously it takes a lot to convince someone to commit there if you really want to be committed to them. So when I made the visit, 
It was cool. Obviously, good hospitality, good fans. When I got on the plane, the plane before I got on the plane, these Nebraska people came and took a picture with me. I didn't. I wasn't even committed there. I was just going up there for a visit. And they were like, just in case they were like, in case you make it to the league, we're gonna have a picture with you. So, took a picture with them. That showed a lot of love how Nebraska is. So, went up there, had a great time, enjoyed the players. They they fit my personality well, and you know the city of Lincoln. It can be stuff going on there, but it's a lot more calmer to keep me sustained and not get sidetracked on what my goal is, making it to the league. I want to stay focused. So, I mean, it's cool to go out, but I want to make sure I stay sustained and keep my mind on the goal, not going out all the time, partying, getting mixed up, actually staying focused on school and getting to the next level. So that's another reason. And Coach Rule, he's just an amazing, powerful coach. He literally has an airline going towards Lincoln. That's our, that says enough already. No coach is doing that. He's trying to recruit Texas. Most Texas players are going to Nebraska. That says a lot, too. Um, and he also recruits not just because you're a great coach, but he recruits family. So if you played for him, you're family. So he's going to hire you. He's going to make sure you have an opportunity to play. They're going to make sure I'm financially stable. They have a good uh, a good schooling system. This is their um, academic advisor named Dennis. So, and my mom usually harps on me. I have a good grades, obviously, but if you slack a little bit, she stays on me. So, Dennis would be like a second mom for me up there. That's what most of the players, he said, they don't like me, but it helps them. So, that's going to help me up there also. And then Coach Knighton, I, I believe and trust that he'll be able to get me to the next level and make me a better player because he said he sees sees a mini Chris Jones in me. He said I could be better. So, I believe Nebraska was a place for me because of all of those reasons. And the fan base is amazing, too, and I feel like I make a name for myself. Yeah, love to hear it. That's an awesome story. Yeah, so during the recruiting process, what were you looking for in a college other than, like, the football program? I was looking for an opportunity to play, not be discriminated against specifically for being a freshman, but still for a work ethic, not just, oh, he's a senior. He's been here long. He got more time than you. No, it's supposed to be who works the hardest and who's just better. Who, If I beat the man out, you should give me some respect to put me on the field. But some – I'm not saying all because a lot of people start freshmen, but some colleges don't do that. They just believe, oh, he's bigger and stronger. You're not ready yet. So That's an interesting point. I don't think any recruit has brought that up. That's, no. that's awesome. Um, uh, what were your initial thoughts on Coach Rule like when you first met him? Like we've – Obviously, we've talked to a ton of Texas guys, and they just love him. The love, love the way he talks and kind of commands the room. What were your initial um, reactions when you first met him? He talked nothing about football when the meeting with him. Nothing. It was all about family. It was not one thing. He never said not one word about football the whole time. He said we could talk about that later. It's all about building relationship because everyone can have a good football team and good facilities. And when at the end of the day, it comes down to the relationship and how you connect with the coaches. If you can connect with the coaches, that's the place for you. And a lot of the places I went to, I didn't connect with the players or the coaches. A lot of them just didn't fit my energy. And when I went to Nebraska, it was a pretty good connection. I I, I enjoyed uh, when I went to the D-line meeting with Coach Knighton, it was a good connection. I liked the way he talked and the way he just already had a plan for me when I even got there. So and where I would fit in the D-line. So that's what I feel about Coach Rule and the whole coaching staff. It's all about relationship, and I fit that pretty well. Yeah, was there a specific moment um, kind of when you were talking with them that you realized, oh, this school is a lot different than other places I've been? Uh, 
I would say they care about pe- players' mental health a lot more than other places. I forgot his name. His name is Gus. Yeah, Gus. Um, Because, you know, Bryce Turner, he's up there. And Bryce is like an antisocial person. And when they literally said, and they were asking me, they were like, they were concerned about it. I was like, most coaches probably wouldn't even be concerned. They would just be like, he's a football player. Let's roll with it. Come on, next man up. It doesn't matter. But they actually want to build a relationship with people. So they're real concerned about Bryce and how he's doing, how he's doing socially in the mental state. So that lets me know they really care about what's going on in people's health personally. They're going to be a person you can talk to. So it's not going to be no shame in the room if you have to talk to them. So that makes me real comfortable not worrying about if I'm just going to be up there alone in my head, just thinking about different things. So that means a lot about that. Awesome. Yeah. So one of the things that I've kind of been thinking is like all these recruits, they're really buying into Matt rule. Like obviously Nebraska hasn't been where we want to be. Is there like during your recruiting process, was there any like doubt in your mind with like this program hasn't been where it should be? Like, does that start to creep in at all or? Uh, No, that that's, that's what made me want to go there. Cause I know they've been on some down slopes and I wanted to go up there, help, help be a program changer and make a name for myself. I'm making plays and we start winning. My name gets known and the more notoriety I get, the more it helps me, you know, financially too. So I believe I want to go up there and help change the program around. You know, I mean, it's not as important when you're going to a, a program that's already winning. You're just another player next up. But if you're making a name for yourself, making plays, he getting, I'm getting sacks and stuff, making sure the offense get the ball back. We start scoring, we start winning. We're, it's just that's that that was a big part of my recruiting because I knew they haven't been on a winning streak yet, and they have a whole new coaching staff, so I could be a part of something new and some part of something great. And right. we're gonna keep going up. It's gonna be up from there. That. So, were there any guys on the team now, or like just recruits that have really like played a role in your decision coming to Nebraska? A role in my decision, any recruits? Um, not that I could say. It was just really a family coach's decision, honestly. Talking with my family, getting their input, getting my input. I mean, I can't say from there that they didn't help me Nebraska uh, players on there, but I will say players from the other teams I went on. They actually helped me. They gave me understanding that Nebraska is the place where I need to be. And <laughs> say different schools because I don't want to call out names because the coach is going to be like, why did you say this is good stuff about Nebraska saying they're going to be good? You messed our recruiting, getting them, like getting them. But so I'm not going to say any names, but different places, they were like, oh, Nebraska is going to be on a come up. I said, yeah, Nebraska is going to be on a come up. They got a whole new coaching staff and they're recruiting well. They're going to be good. And another place I went to. Another recruit, uh, he was heavily recruiting high school. He had over 52 offers. So he could have went to big SEC schools, but he chose a ACC school. I mean, that's not bad. Obviously, it's power five. He makes the league anywhere. But he said he chose that school specifically so he could make a name for himself. SEC, everyone has a name. Everyone's big. It's just another thing. But you can make your name for yourself that for a school that's not really winning. They help them be on the come up. So it means a lot more to the fan base. Right. So it's a lot more notoriety to your name. So that's what I plan on doing. Yeah, I love that. Um, what are you most excited for coming to Nebraska and being a Husker? Honestly, I'm just ready to uh, just play in the games and see how the fan base, I'm ready to see how the fan base really is on Saturdays. 
Uh, they say it's crazy. I want to. I'm gonna go up there for a game to experience yeah. it. But being in the just suited up, ready to go, is gonna be a different feeling. You make a big play, you can hear the whole crowd roaring. I, I, I can't wait to experience that, especially when y'all they face Iowa. I know, ain't, ain't that a rivalry game? Because y'all yeah, close. Yeah, it's crazy. I want to <laughs> see that game too. I can't wait to see that game. I was gonna ask you. You have have you been to a Husker game yet? No, I haven't. Oh, you're in for a treat, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. What are some of the things that you're working on going into your senior year to get ready to play at Nebraska? Well, to play in Nebraska, um, just constantly running to the ball, not um, keeping my composure, obviously. I keep my composure well, but going into my senior year, I'm going to be getting double and tripled a lot. So I'm not going to use that excuse not to make the plays I need to make, but it's going to take some time to make them. It's not going to be easy as it was with the one-on-one. It's going to take time getting to the ball getting beaten a double triple team to get a sack and I'm trying to get strip sacks too so that's what I've been working on that's that's probably it absolutely I got one more question for you kind of an opportunity to pump up the fans a little bit uh what is Husker Nation getting in Carlin Jones <laughs> man they're getting a versatile D lineman that's going to play as hard on every game I love that yeah short and sweet yep Husker Nation loves it <laughs> you got any more um, I guess what kind of went into committing before your senior year? Honestly, it's been a lot of mix, mix up decisions. I've been saying I wanted to commit in June. Then I said, no, I need to take my official visits to uh, experience, see which college I want to go to. But I committed it before my senior year. I already had an idea where I wanted to go because I was already tempted to commit like a while earlier. But I said, let me finish my official visits first. But I committed before my senior year specifically. Just, in, just you, if you're committed with someone, you're committed the whole time. It, there's no switching up, no matter because you know anything can happen to your senior year. Injuries, any, anything can happen. So, if anything went wrong, I was already committed somewhere. I'm not losing any offers, any interest from coaches saying I'm not valuable anymore because I'm still valuable. They're gonna stay with me the whole time, which is what they told me. They said we're gonna stay with you the whole time, walk with you through recovery, all of that type of stuff. So. That's why I plan on being committed. And I'm sure that's why a lot of other recruits get committed. Because that's a smart decision to do. Yeah, I totally Absolutely. agree. That's yeah. a good point. You got any more? That's all I got. Sweet. Well, Carlin, thank you so much for coming on, man. This has been awesome. We can't wait to see you on the field here soon. Yes, sir. I can't wait to get there. You bet. Go Big Red, baby. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you, Carlin. What a guy. I'm excited for him. He, Yeah, he pumped me up. Infectious personality. Yeah. Good vibes. Something about D linemen. They're they're getting me going. Yeah. So good great guy. Um not a ton of Husker news to tell what? <laughs> Isn't he a fullback? <laughs> no. Oh, no, it's, it's a different guy. Come on. Yeah. Th- this is Chris's first pod in Jeez. two months. Who's the fullback? Next week? That's who we're yes, interviewing. We're, that's who we're yes, interviewing. He'll be on next week. He'll be on next week. They interviewed Don't, somebody and you just spoiled oh, it. Yesterday. You just spoiled it for everyone. Jeez. Well, you, you can ruin this. Just redo it. Cut. No, I'm gonna keep this in there. I thought you were Cut laughing ahead. because he said something about D lineman get me going. Oh, yeah, uh, that's what I thought you were laughing about. <laughs> no, I. Yeah, I nice. forgot you guys did one yesterday. First pod. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. Just yeah. ruins everything. Yeah. So Chris is back. Yeah. Chris, how you doing? I'm good. Good. Yeah. Well, we don't have a ton of Husker news to talk about this week. We got a basketball commit. We did. Which is cool. From Africa. Yeah. Looks like he'll be 
good. Yeah, are you guys worried about your little bet? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not at all. You guys should be worried. No. I'm not even close to worried. What, what, do, you the, what do you say? Final four? Final, Final four, four, and then it has to be just the national championship game. Yeah, get, I thought it was win. I think no. it's get to the – I think it's both. Not the playoff, get. but get to the national championship. We can check the tape. Yeah, it was get to the national championship, but we have to get the tattoo before – Oh yeah, it's oh yeah, because yeah, it's yes. winning the national <laughs> or national champions twenty twenty four. So then, if they lose, you have that. Yeah, I'm not worried about no. that. Trevin and I might I remind you we're still eight point dogs in our first game. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not worried. Trevin and I bought the tickets for yep. Minnesota. Oh yeah, you guys it's are official. going. It's official. That's awesome. Yeah, it'll be fun. Always down bad will be in the house. Yep, we need we need some uh, documentation from the game. Be some pics and yeah. some videos. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, will your vibes change once you get there? Oh, I'm going to be all uh, in. I mean, yeah, I'll, we'll be all in for the Huskers that game. But no. I would love to get a tattoo. That means we had a great season. <laughs> that means we go to the national <laughs> I championship. I would take that. It's just not going to happen. I'd love it. I'm going to hope it happens. Yeah. But it just won't. It won't. It'll be I, fun. Yeah. Have not, Neither of you have been to Minnesota, right? Sorry, I mean, I've been to Minnesota. I've been to not Minnesota, to like, not the stadium, though. The, yeah. The, yeah, not to a game, not Gopher to a Stadium, yeah. Because you guys yeah. went to Wisconsin? Yeah. Yeah. That'll be yeah, good. it's going to be it's gonna be a fun fun time. Yeah. It'll be a time. Um, Yeah, let's move into down bads. Trevin? Yeah, I got a tough one. <laughs> uh, recurring guest, former podcast guest, cousin of Chris. <laughs> this one hurts, but it's Lauren Stiverns. She got into some hot waters on Twitter. The fingers were going too fast. Some got deleted seconds after being tweeted, but not before people took note. She tweeted a picture of the training table where everybody, where all the athletes eat. Said the training table is closed and only football is allowed to eat the breakfast here. Make it make sense. Hashtag Title Nine. Hashtag Women's Rights. Hashtag losing record and then added like the football team and Trev Alberts. And it turns out that it was actually the training table was closed for the week and the football team had just catered in a meal like and they all knew about it. All the athletes knew about it. There was something sent out earlier that week saying, hey, it's going to be closed all week for like renovations and stuff. Mm. So Stiverns didn't get that memo, I guess, and just decided to make a big scene on Twitter and. We've Boy, all Husker had, Nation got after her. We've all they, we've all had a bad take a time or two. <laughs> yeah, chalk so. it up to miscommunication. Any comments, Chris, on your cousin? Miscommunication. Yeah, I think I think one of the players probably sent her that photo. Right, because like, she's not even there. Right. No. And yeah. so, if she if if some athlete former athlete sees that without knowing any context, yeah, they would probably be like, "Oh, that's stupid." Yeah. I mean, she was trying to back up her. Yeah, I mean, it's a good squad. thought. It just yeah. just miscommunication, miscommunication on what was happening. On Sounds like a past gripe of when she was in college. Yes. Could be. Could be. Maybe football players getting extra privilege, which, I mean, obviously happens. They're oh yeah. Football player in Nebraska. Yeah. But the hashtags. Oof. Not, I think not, yeah. not a good scene. If that got sent to her, oh, I think a lot of the blame is on whoever sent her. That yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. Because because obviously the. They sent it in a way of like, hey, this is happening. Because either they probably put something with the picture, like, hey, like, we're eating this, or we didn't get to go to the training table today, and football did, or something. Whoever sent her that picture obviously didn't clarify the situation. That they were told before, right. or that person didn't read the email, right? Yeah, 
and just fired off a picture too quick. It's a classic miscommunication. Classic overreaction, too. Yeah. You just got to know the facts sometimes. Yeah. And you don't want to get into a battle with Husker football Twitter. No. Because, like, Husker That's Twitter true. in general, like, you don't want to battle with them, but specifically football right before the season when everybody's got this, like... The Kool-Aid's ripe. Yeah. yeah. They're just ready to fire on, like, anyone who says anything bad about the football team. doesn't yeah. matter if it's and a if, former volleyball player. I'm okay with it if it's warranted. Right. Yeah. 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 If but there was no email sent... And then it would have been warranted. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But Tough more look. of the story... We just got to look at communication, the communication, the more context, more communication, context. learn from it. It all happens. I've, yeah, it happens. We've all sent a bad tweet. Oh, yeah. out of anger. Trevin sent <laughs> out of anger. <laughs> what, did, what did I do? <laughs> Dicks out for Phelps oh, back Phelps. of the day. Well, that's just a good <laughs> tweet. Set the, the Olympic record. And I, my dick was out for Phelps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was an all timer. <laughs> All timer. Yeah. That's still up there. I never deleted it. I don't yeah. think. <laughs> I know I reached. Stand by it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Followers, go find that tweet. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, yeah, Peters. Um, yeah, my down bad is Jim Harbaugh. He's suspended for four games for recruiting violations. So, I mean, we looked at their first four games, and it's cake. Not even a slap on the wrist. It's a gentle touch on the wrist saying you messed up here but we don't really care because mm-hmm. you don't play really i mean they play what ecu ecu yeah. unlv bowling green and Rutgers, all at home so they're going to be favored oh, by at least 35 in all of those games yeah probably and then at least three touchdowns if not four yeah and then he has to he gets to come back at nebraska which that's their First test, regardless of how good Nebraska is, anyway. Were their first road game? Yep. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Why can't the Big Ten throw us a bone and play four easy games at yeah. home to start? Seriously. That'd be nice. Ridiculous. Well, it's part of it on our own scheduling. I mean, we scheduled Colorado away, and then yeah. we have two cupcakes at home. Yeah, that's true. I just, I hate that we play weeks. Yeah, that sucks. Week one, Big Ten. I don't know why we've played back-to-back years, week zero, in the Big Ten. And then we play on a Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, and last year was in Ireland. Like, it's just all weird circumstances. Just ease us into the schedule. Yeah. Like, I know Big Ten's trying to do week one Big Ten games moving forward, but why do we have to have two in a row? Yeah, it should be rotating. Yeah. Because this will be three years in a row. Because two years ago, it was Illinois. Illinois, that's right. So it's three years in a row. We lost that one. Yes, we're own two in these. <laughs> so we're the first first night of college football, correct? No, unless there's a Wednesday game. Looking uh, right now, is actually, there yeah. is there a slate of games a Saturday before? That's what I was wondering because yeah, I think that's, be that's technically week zero, and then so we play looking, on Thursday yeah. of week one, and then week one is September second, okay. yeah. whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. I think there's like five or six games on week zero. So because we're not yeah, technically nobody. Week I'm zero. looking right now. Hawaii no, Vanderbilt. Yeah, that'll be ooh, USC. The spread there will be. Nobody. Vanderbilt's favored by 18. Hawaii's Hawaii's bad. bad. (laughs) Hawaii's bad. Remember, Hawaii screwed us last year. Twice. Twice. (laughs) Yeah, no notable games, but at least we're not the first set of games. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, last year everyone got to start their year off with 
tough Nebraska loss. Yeah, but Jim Harbaugh, I think he can yeah. still be with the team. So, like, I mean, he could be gone for whatever. He could take a four-week vacation and win those four games by yeah. Oh yeah, four touchdowns. So, he's not really down bad, but I guess you could say. I'd love to see ECU beat him. Yeah. That's probably the only one that maybe. Yeah, yeah that would be there the only one. There could be a little competition, but. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me check the spread quick. Figure it out, Harbaugh. Michigan, Michigan's favored by 34 and a half. Okay, never mind. They should be fine. ECU must be pretty bad. Yeah. They were eight and five last <clears throat> year. Yeah, I thought they were decent last yeah. year. They must have lost a ton of people. Hmm. Yeah. I might get hop on ECU. <laughs> I wonder if the spread changed a bunch. It's Today. opened at 36 and a half. Now it's down to 34 and a half. Sharps. Mm, might hop Sharps. on that quick. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you got one for us? Yeah, I'm going to go with NFL running backs. So the last couple weeks, the running backs in the NFL are pissed because they're not getting paid what they think they should be getting paid, probably mm-hmm. what they should be getting paid. Because um, like their, their recent years, NFL running backs have been getting franchise tagged instead of signed to long-term deals. Um, and so, like, Saquon this year got franchise tagged. I think another running back did. I'm not sure which one, but, yeah, they think they should be getting paid more. I get it. A lot of them are really good, but they're one knee injury away from their career being over. So I see why the team doesn't want to sign them long-term. Such a tough situation. Yeah, but it'd be frustrating to be that good and – get one-year deals all the time yeah agreed did you guys see big cats what he wants to do the 50 million dollars and it doesn't go against the cap no well there's that his other idea was running backs don't get drafted they just enter free agency so then they can set the market (laughs) at whatever so like you wouldn't be able to draft a running back in the they would draft straight to free agency so then the market can be set at whatever it's set at and then that'll never go through because it's because ba- no. running backs don't get to experience free agency really they kind of do but they're just not willing to pay yeah you don't really see it down the road yeah you don't really see a good running back go to free agency and go to a new team they usually sign with the same team yeah i mean it makes, it makes sense though because like running backs are kind of replaceable like yeah, yeah, a good running back helps, but it's not going to make a difference as like a good quarterback or an insane wide receiver. Like, yeah, like who are the best running backs? Saquon, Giants aren't any that much better because of him. Oh, no, all these guys. look McCaffrey. at Jonathan McCaffrey. Taylor. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, Taylor sucked. Yeah, he, was he didn't have a line, but he still sucked. Like it's Chubb. they're just so replaceable because the backup running backs can do just about the same stuff. Yeah, you get I mean, a good O line, and any running back's gonna yeah. be really good. Yeah, look at like Tony Pollard last year. Yeah, yeah. just blew past Zeke, and Zeke was getting paid. So, yeah, I get it, but it, it sucks for yeah. running backs. It does suck. Actually, I don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's still making eleven million a year. I, yeah, that's yeah. good, but poor thing compared to everyone else, though, it would it would suck. Yeah, see all these guys getting two hundred, two hundred fifty million, thirty million a year, and you're like, I want some of that. Yeah. Especially when you're like the top running backs in the league. But after five years, like your knees just go bad. Mm-hmm. Like once they reach 28, 29, like new running backs come and take your spot. Yeah. I don't know if they'll be, there's n- nothing you can really do about it. But. Yeah. Because didn't he say he might just like sit out this year? 
Just Saquon? Yeah. He, he said signed. that like yesterday, and then today he signed a one-year $11 yeah. million dollar deal. <laughs> oh, I did not see that. It's a complete 180. Yep. Don't Might know what well changed, just, but. I mean, endorsement-wise, he's probably making $11 million a year. Yeah. So why wouldn't you just like hold out and see what the Giants do? Because at some point they're going to go up a little bit, you would think. Not to what he ideally would want, but. Yeah, I don't know. He could have. But I think there's a stiff penalty now for holding out. I think the NFL put like a huge fine on holding on holding out. And it's like per day. Oof. So it like racks up instead of like per week. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, mine, I was going to go just the British Open, but I might just go majors this year. Majors yeah. in golf have been so boring. The British Open specifically. Brian Harmon, yuck, won. Just the most boring golfer. He's a weasel. He's a little weasel. <laughs> He's a good guy, though. He's a good, yeah. He's a good He's guy. He's not fun to watch. Um, great guy, good golfer. But I kind of like it. Hot take. When he won, it's it was weird. I know it was pouring rain, but like no one came over to congratulate him. Like when he was walking to the to the trophy booth or whatever to turn in his card. Yeah. He was just walking alone with his putter. It's like no one wants to come. No one wanted to s- say good job. Yeah. But the Brit. What did you say? The they had like all time low ratings. Yeah. NBC did. Yeah. The coverage wasn't good either. No. But Paul Azinger sucks. Yeah, he's he he's losing it. No, there were no good finishes this year. Maybe the U.S. Open where that Clark was the closest. Yeah. Was kind of blowing it yeah. on the last couple holes, but. Yeah, no, Rom no crushed like, in the yeah. in the Masters. Who won the PGA? PGA was. PGA. Uh, oh. It's Kepka. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kepka. And it wasn't really it wasn't, that close. Wasn't no. a close finish. No. Harmon just wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't exciting. I know why you were okay with it. Well, yeah. well yeah, but also like in a day of like. People say golf is just a power game now. Like it's kind of yeah. nice to see yeah. a golfer like plot his way around, do his own thing. No, like okay, I'm not gonna hit it 3:30, so I'm gonna just hit the fairway, hit the green. If I make the putt, great. If not, move on to the next hole. Yeah. No, it, don't get he, me wrong. It was it was very impressive by yeah. him. I just wish it was. As a fan, I it, wish was it was closer. Better. Yeah, yeah. And closer. Yeah. If I'm okay if Harmon wins, like a close, like yeah. a playoff. Yeah. It was. I, it just yeah. sucks that it was. We've had so many boring majors. Yeah, and then shout Brian to, Harmon wins. Shout out to five seven lefties. Yeah, although I'm five eight, but close enough. Makes that, me wish I just would have applied myself a little more in high school. And Trevin gonna win a major? Could have been me. Could have been you out there. Brian Harmon can do it. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what uh, you probably hit it farther than he does. <laughs> I saw a tweet that said, "If Brian Harmon can win a major, Tiger can win another." Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, makes I'd sense. Agree with that. Oh yeah. Yeah. If Only Tiger gets healthy, it would have to be at like Hoy Lake because it's it, yeah. super flat. Mm-hmm. But then you have to deal with if it rains and gets cold, can Tiger walk that much? Yeah. True. But yeah, Maybe good down bad. Kind of a dud this yeah. year. Not great. That's okay though. Next year, next year we're due. We're due for some good ones. Golf's in a good place though. Yeah, a lot of people. Golf. It's getting so popular. Just. Yeah. A lot of just whether you're playing it or feel like a lot more people and watching it, the live stuff helps just bring attention. It did, yeah, it's in a good place. Yep, I agree. 
Um, we're going to do something a little new this week. The game that is taking over sports fans recently is Immaculate Grid. And if you don't know what it is, it's like baseball, football, they have a basketball and a hockey. Yeah. yeah. Pro. And it's a grid. I'll put it up on the screen, but you have to match um, someone who played for both teams on the grid or did this task. And it's really fun. So we're going to challenge the boys here. Somebody have a timer? Are we going to put it on timer? Yeah. Okay. Five minutes? Do we do five minutes or more? Five's plenty. Five. Yeah, we're going to do in five, five yeah. minutes and see if we can I know. complete. Okay. Ready? The Tuesday. Yep. Let's go. Wait, Tuesday. what's the freaking, what's the date? 725. 725 Immaculate Grid. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, go. I know. I got one. Okay. Who's got the top left? Anybody? I don't have the top left, but I have the middle left. CC Sabathia. Yep. For what? Yeah. Oh, the Brewers. Brewers, Brewers Indians. Um, Brewers, Indians. Do you just Blue, type it in? Yeah. Blue Jays and Phillies. We got Roy, Roy Halladay. Halliday. Yes. Yep. Yes. 200-hit season. Two for two. 200-hit season for the Blue Jays. I feel like it's got to be Vlad. Vlad. Vlad Guerrero. Or Did he get 200 hits? His dad didn't play for the Blue Jays. What about Bautista? Oh, yeah, Bautista's better. Bautista? Bautista might be the... Yeah, 200. We can try Bautista. So we're, what, two, three, two for two right now? Two for two. Jose. Yeah, tell us if it was right. Okay. Jose Bautista is wrong. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, there goes the Immaculate For the Blue Jays, shoot. plus 200. Wood. Hits a season. Uh, For Brewers, let's go Yelich. For 200 hits. Didn't... No. He didn't have that great a year. Ever for them. He had the one good year. Did he have 200 hits? What about, uh, oh, what's his name? Steroid boy. Ryan Braun. Ryan Braun, yeah. He, had Braun. To, he, he got definitely did. 200 hits for Ryan Braun? Yeah. 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 Would okay. Who's somebody you just got a ton of? Hits. It was Ryan Braun. Okay, okay. There can be multiple answers, Chris. It's not just one guy. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think of somebody who just like got on base all the time, like a leadoff guy, for 200 hits and 100 RBIs in a season. Um, would like Derek Jeter? Yeah, he would have to. Yeah, but batting in the two hole, did he have that many RBIs in a season? Yeah. I bet he For did. sure. I don't think he did. He batted second. I no, would say A-Rod more than Jeter. Yeah. Could do A-Rod. Yeah, I we bet there's a lot. Yeah, of I'm sure A-Rod. Go A-Rod. We have two minutes and 54 seconds. Okay. So we still need Blue Jays. That A-Rod. was right. A-Rod, A-Rod was right. Yeah. Okay. Blue Jays, Indians. Blue Jays. Oh, 100 plus. Uh, Ryan Howard for 100 plus RBI season for Phillies. That's yeah. a good one. Um, who just like raked for the Indians? Do we have one? Um, did Jim Tomey play for the Indians? Yeah, yeah. Did he? Yeah. Jim Tomey was he White Sox? He played for both. Both. Yeah, I would do Jim Tomey. Okay. And then we need to see what we're at. Yeah, that was right. Yeah. Okay, so we have three. What do we left? still need? we have two guesses left. Two guesses left, but three spots. So Blue Jays, Indians, and then Blue Jays, Blue hits. Jays, Brewers. And then Blue Jays hits. Oh, yeah. Wait, we or, have a Blue Jays Brewers? No. Or, I mean, Phillies Brewers, sorry. Phillies Brewers. Phillies Brewers. Should be able to get that one. Phillies Brewers. Two minutes. We got some time. 
It would it be like could be a pitcher. Like pitchers. Who's been a good pitcher for both teams? I'm struggling to find a pitcher. Cliff for Lee. He didn't play for I don't the Brewers. Think a Brewer though. Oh, did, um, Hamill. Did he ever pitch for the Brewers? No, he pitched for the Cubs. <laughs> Who? 200 hits for the Blue Jays. I mean, it could be Guerrero Jr., but no, I don't, I don't know so. if he. Be a lot of hits. I just don't. Blue Jays. I don't know many Blue Jays. Blue Jays and Brewers are just. Two uh, Tulowitzki played for the Blue Jays. Did he, he have for I think one season? Did he have? He didn't have to have the hits while he played for them, mm-hmm. right? No. no, just in his I would career. Try. I think he. I mean, he would have had to have had two hundred hits for one season. One minute left. No. You gonna do Tulowitzki for that one? Sure. So Blue Jays. I think two hundred hits. hits. Yeah. Oh, my oh God. no, this is bad. Oh, no. bad. We're not a baseball podcast. No. No. We can do football. I'm struggling to who I'm better, played for I'm the better Guardians and Blue Jays. I should know that one. 30 seconds. We have one more guess. What yeah. are what is what's the other Kenny loss? Lofton ever play for the Blue Jays? <laughs> I love guessing Kenny, Kenny Lofton. Lofton. <laughs> Kenny Lofton. I mean, we can. I don't fucking <laughs> care. How much time do we have? 15 seconds. Kenny Lofton. Kenny Lofton, Blue Jays. 200 hits. In the Indians. Blue Jays Blue and Jays Indians. Indians. Kenny Lofton. <laughs> Not even close? No. It's yeah. backyard, uh, backyard baseball legend. That's time. <laughs> so we got six? Six. Six. Yeah. It's Not so great. It's fine. not great. Does it tell you the... What the answer? Yeah, are. yeah. If you, you get like, results, like the most popular one. <clears throat> oh, here we go. So we missed Blue Jays, Indians, Blue Jays hits. Couldn't get two hundred hits for the Blue Jays. Josh Donaldson was uh, probably the Edwin Encarnacion. Encarnacion. Yeah, those are probably the two most memorable. Okay. Okay. Six. That's our, that's our baseline Who the heck right now. Played well, for the Brewers. Now we know. We got to beat six. Did we Next guess Yelich? No, he did not. I think Holy we guessed. Holy cow! We wouldn't have gotten any of these dudes. Yeah. I don't know any of them. Yeah. A lot of them. Sometimes are it's like that. Yep. Sometimes it'd be like that. All right. Got to beat it next week. Yep. Got to get six. All right. We got to get seven. Yeah, we do have to get seven. Roulette. Yep. Roulette time. 24. 15. Come on, 15. Folds. Oh, folds. Of course. Red 20. One more and then we'll see. <laughs> 15. What is that? Nine? Woody's on a nine. Yeah. One more, just for 70. Yeah. Here it goes. 70 and then... Here it goes. Peters or Trez, we got to win here. I can't even see. I don't even know what it is either. I have no idea. Because I know it's not going to be. 
Gosh. I honestly feel good when no one wins. Well, Reds then hit the well, roulette. I didn't bet on Brian Harmon. <laughs> no, I will never do that in, ever in my life. Chris would cover, yeah. I've done it. I did it twice this year. Yeah. Just sounds worked silly. out. You rewarded me. <laughs> but you won't do one more spin. Mm, no. Nope. Correct. We've done three. That's plenty yeah, for that's a night. Yeah, plenty of spins. They're not satisfied ever. No. 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 Never satisfied. Keep winning. All right. Shout out to Carlin again. Great dude. Got another fun interview coming next week that Chris already spoiled a little bit. Yeah, that's my bad. Because there's only one recruit. Yeah. At that position. And then the next week. Big one. Big, big announcement coming, huh? Possibly colossal guest really yeah you you know yeah, he sent a text i sent it in the text <laughs> i, I know, know who, it, who is. it is you know trevin knows oh you should know you who should it is. know so no one tell him okay and just yeah. next i mean week. i think i know who it is but all right this is the boys down bad podcast i'm dylan peters trev i'm chris have yourselves a top 10 weekend Heard at Sports Network Production.